0: Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's unedited podcast episode number 75 I believe, yes 75. If you hear me, you see me looking at scores, you know, bets going on so that is why sometimes if I check scores and stuff like that. Um, Okay, so it's a pretty loaded podcast to be honest. We got the fee segment to kick it off. I believe he's got some NFL and some NBA in there. Um then we're going to get into my post week 13 top 16 power rankings. Um mine and my brother's week 14 game predictions. Then we're going to some combat sports, Talk Fury, Jake Paul. Uh what's next after this past weekend's fight night, UFC 282, we'll do a preview, odds and predictions. Um what we and I'm going to I'm going to list my final college football top 23 power rankings how I would have how I would have had it ranked at the end of the year. I'll recap. Then, after that, we'll recap my conference title predictions. Then, I'm going full bowl game predictions. I have all the bowl games predicted. You know, obviously, you just take a guess on some of these, but I'm going to actually include these in my final record this year. So, I'm not just going to do the main six. We're going to start with, you know, we'll have it in order, basically. New Year's six will be the last, so some of those could be a little out of place, but we'll get into that. And then, we're going to get into um, after the bowl game predictions, I have my 3.0 mock draft post the, you know, conference championship weekend rest of the 2022 world cup predictions and then podcast fantasy football league update we're getting close i think we have two in the podcast league we have two regular season weeks left because it's it's an eight man but only four team some other leagues are eight man 16 playoffs so there's only one week left of the regular season then it gets into postseason um but for the podcast two regular season weeks left i'll give you the update in the standings and you know what can play out and how it can play out i believe i'm sitting in second I think I'll have to check again. Well, obviously we'll check at the end, but let's kick it off with the fee segment. Um, just check the college basketball scores one more time, Georgia up, Texas down now. Okay. Um, so the fee segment got, like I said, bunch of, bunch of NFL, and then he's got some NBA ones as well. Um, so let's get into it. Here we go. Are the Patriots still in win-now mode or are they entering a rebuild? Okay. Um, Oh, they're 6-6 now, I believe. Um, I'm also going to probably want for these first two questions. Let me take a live look at the uh, NFL standings. So what are the standings? Um, NFL division. Yeah, I actually like (coughs) <coughs> Sorry, uh, conference. Okay, so we'll go into the we'll go into the conference later. Don't need your. So right now, the division leaders: Kansas Buffalo is the one, Kansas City the two, Ravens are the three, Titans are the four. So right now you have the Bengals, Dolphins, Jets, and then you got the Patriots are one game behind the Jets. Um, hmm. I don't. I'm not gonna. With Belichick there, I still don't think they're in rebuild mode. I think maybe if he sees that the team is just not where he wants it to be and he wants to step away from the game, I think they will go into a bit of a rebuild at some point. But I just think right now they're still trying to win. Of course, I mean, they could still get into the playoffs. It's not crazy. I don't know if they play the Jets again or not, but they're only a game back from the playoffs, so technically they can still make it for sure. I'm not gonna say right now they're in rebuild mode. But they could, I guess the question is: Are they entering? It really depends on what happens at the end of this year. Will this be Belichick's last year coaching? If it is, they could be entering a rebuild. Are the are the Lions legit playoff contenders? Okay, I. <laughs> it's funny that you know. I mean, so let's see: Eagles one, Vikings two, Niners three, Bucks four, Cowboys five, Giants six, Seahawks seven, Tampa. I mean, they're five and seven, so they're two games back. Going to be tough. I don't even see them. I mean, the NFC is just weird, you know. I don't see them as legit playoff contenders yet, not with Goff. Um, I just would not think that they're a playoff contending team still. Um, it's going to be tough because, I mean, you know, Seattle, New York, and Washington basically all fighting for that spot are two games up on them uh, with, what, So seven and five? There's five games to go. I mean, they're five and seven. They're probably going to have to get to nine and eight to have a chance. Um, I just don't know if I see that. I guess we can take a look at... Can I click on them and take a look at their remaining schedule come on n f l let's load up giants or not giants uh, it's lions so the lions full schedule okay, so they play No, oh, this doesn't can i this is an n f l is so bad. <coughs> So, we're heading into week 14. So, they play Minnesota, probably a must win game. They're out at home. They got the Jets, Panthers, Bears. I mean, you look at their schedule, let's just say they don't beat Minnesota. They do get Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers, the Final Four. Those are all winnable. And they're probably going to be favored against Carolina and Chicago at home. I mean, they're favored, or on the road at Carolina, they'll probably be favored. They're favored by two and a half against Minnesota at home. They would need to go four and one in this stretch to have a chance. I don't see that happening, though. I think they'll lose to the Vikings, and I think they'll lose to the Packers. They could win the games in between, though, at at the Jets, at, at the Panthers, and home versus the Bears. But, no, I do not see them as a realistic playoff uh, playoff contender. And, no, they could not win a playoff game, even if they got in, because, what, they get into the 7, that means they're playing either, well, they're probably playing Minnesota, which I guess might be the best thing just because you're so familiar with them, and it's a rivalry game, so, you know, you get those games can be tight. But, again, no, I just don't confidence level in the Jets making the playoffs one to ten. Uh three. I wouldn't say I'm like completely against the idea that they could um <coughs> I'm not completely against the idea of thinking they could make the playoffs, but I'm I'm not really all for it. So I'd be on lower than five. So I'd go about a three. Um I guess that's another team. We can check the New York Jets schedule. Um, while we're here doing this, um, see what I think about them. They're they're sitting at seven and five, which I mean, they're in a battle. Are they? They're in the playoffs right now. Yeah, they have the last wild guard spot right now. With the Chargers and Patriots at six and six, and then you got three teams at five and seven. I really only see one of those teams possibly making a run. Maybe two with Cleveland, but I think the Raiders could. So let's see what the Jets' schedule looks like the remainder of the season. Um, grab a drink while this loads up. Um, so, again, lost to Minnesota, had a really good opportunity, got first and goal at the 4, and then couldn't convert. That was kind of a shitty ending by them. They really could have got that game won. Uh, so they play the Bills. You know, going to be tough. I, I think they'll lose to the Bills. Then they get the Lions, Jags, Seahawks, Dolphins. I mean, it's a tough ending. Hon- if I'm going to be honest, I see them finishing 8-9. and nine. If not, no, I see them finishing 9-8. Wait, yeah, 9-8 or 8-9, yeah. So I'd say they lose to the Bills. Tough one. The Lions are tricky. They're tricky because you don't know what you're going to get. I think they beat Jacksonville at home, but I honestly think they lose back-to-back road games to Seattle and Miami. I think they finish 8-9 or 9-8 and and probably miss out on the playoffs. But 9-8 could be a record that gets you there, depending on what the Patriots and Chargers do. I don't have faith in the Chargers either, honestly. I really don't have faith in any of the teams that are fighting for the last wild-card spot, you know? I like the Dolphins and the Bengals, or the Ravens, whoever it will be. I like them for sure to get in. The seven spots really up in the air. Um but yeah, I'll I'll put it at a three. Are you impressed that by the Vikings being the Jets or did you just see it as another close win? for an inferior opponent? Um yeah, I wasn't I wouldn't say I'm impressed. I mean twenty two twenty seven, twenty two at home against the Jets. I know people are talking about Mike White, but let's just be honest about what he is. He's gonna be a career backup, move around the league. He's going to come in for an injured quarterback. That's what he's going to be, or a quarterback that's playing bad like Zach Wilson. It's just a win. It's just a win, and they're going to, you know, they're still trying to fight for the one seed, so it's just a win. Pick one to make the playoffs, Giants or Commanders. God, this stuff, like I said, the Giants have gone a little cold, and the Commanders have got hot. I honestly think I would take the Commanders again. You can look at schedules to compare. You know, we're here doing it, might as well. This could be a longer podcast. could be over an hour for sure. Um... So let's look. I don't believe they play each other again. I'm I'm not I'm not confident in that, but I don't know. So the Giants are seven, four, and one. The Commanders are seven five and one. Alright, so it's you know. The I don't know, I think is it Giants have their bye this week? I think it might be they do play. They play back-to-back games? No way that's right. No way that's right. I don't... What? No. Oh, okay. So the Giants do play this week. So have they already... Oh, the Commanders are on a bye. They have had their bye. So the Giants go Eagles, I think, a loss. So that puts them at 7-5-1. I honestly think they lose the Commanders week 15. That's 7-6-1. Then they finish with Min... Wow, man. I really think... They finished at Minnesota. That's probably a loss. So they're 7-7-1. They'll beat the Colts at home. That's 8-7-1. They play the Eagles at Philly last game of the year. I honestly think they finished 8-8-1. Wow. They really have a tough schedule to end the year. And I just think the Commanders are a more complete team. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I trust Heineke... More than I trust Daniel Jones. Okay, this thing is just not moving. Okay, so they have a bye after the tie. Then they play the Giants. I said when. That's eight, five, and one. They play at San Francisco. And then Cleveland and the Dallas. Wow, both could finish eight, eight, and one. Cause I mean, you don't know about the Niners now with Brock Purdy, right? Against that D line. If they get enough pressure to force him into a couple turnovers and they win that game, possibly, then you get the Browns at home. How we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to do. You know how is he going to is he evolved by then in that offense, and the Cowboys to end the year. God, both teams could finish eight eight and one. But I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to have more confidence in the. I'm going to have more confidence in the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants. We just you know. No, no, not the Giants. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Redskins. Give us your outlook on the Niners the rest of the season. Are there still contenders? Okay, so that's good. We can go to the Niners schedule now. Uh Brock Purdy did played pretty fucking well, honestly. Like I think Brock Purdy played tremendous going in there. And again, all he's gotta do is be like Jimmy G. I don't I do think I have them predicted to lose this week. I do think I did say I think I said the Buccaneers will win. But that doesn't mean the Niners aren't dead. The Buccaneers will make the playoffs. Okay, so let's look at the Niners' schedule. The remaining schedule for the San Francisco 49ers. They have, like I said, the Bucks. I do have a loss. They play at Seattle, which will be a huge game. God, they don't have an easy road either. I think they're going to win the division. I, I'm going to just say they're going to finish. They're 8-4. I'm going to say they finish 11-6. and six. Out of the next five, they will they'll find a way. Three wins, two losses. Brock Purdy has to do what Jimmy G did. Just try not to turn the ball over. Manage a game. Get the ball into Debo, Kittle, and CMC's hands, and IU. Get it into those guys' hands. Easy completions. Let them make plays. So I do still think they are title contenders. With with Brock Purdy. I heard that they weren't going to go after Baker. That they're confident in Purdy. They brought in Josh Johnson, who's been in the league while he's played in some other leagues. He's good. So... I think they're still contenders. And then Fee said, can the 49ers defense lead them to a Super Bowl with, with a backup quarterback? I think they can. The NFC is just, I don't have confidence. You Take a look at the top NFC teams. Brady's team. They're just all over the place, right? Teams that can make the playoffs in the NFC. Brady's team. Eagles. Again, they, they impressed me this last week. Don't get me wrong. And we'll see that in the rankings. They impressed me for sure. But... I don't see why they couldn't beat him. Vikings and Cowboys quarterback concerns making big plays in tight games. Yeah, I know we're comparing them to Brock Purdy, but this is also the best defense in football. Cowboys Niners would be very ugly, low-scoring dogfight if they played. Um, but then again, you play either you play the the Redskins, the Giants, or the Seahawks if they could match up with them at some point. I just don't see them losing to those teams. I do think they're still Super Bowl contenders. Predict the rest of the Dolphins' schedule. Okay, good. Been predicting schedules. I love predicting the schedules. Um, is this going to go to the game? God damn it. Okay, Dolphins are in the AFC West, obviously, or AFC East. Okay, Dolphins. They're 8 and 4. Mm. They play the Bills still, and the, they beat the Bills. And they play the Chargers. Okay. Well, that's loading up. Let's take a look. Butler up nine. Got a win by four. Fordham first half dead. Let's just close that tab. Jesus. Georgia up five. Need them to cover. Texas up one. Okay. Well, we're in it. We're alive. We're alive. Probably look up the Lakers game here at some point, too later. Okay, so let's go to the Dolphins here, huh? The Miami Dolphins. So they play the Chargers. I do have them winning. Then they play the Bills, I'll say loss. So that puts them at 9 and 5. And then they finish out with Green Bay, New England, and Jets. I'll say they go 2 and 1 in that span. So they finish 11 and 6. I'm going to say the Dolphins finish 11 and 6. Fact or fiction? The Bengals own the Chiefs right now. Uh yeah, right now I say they do, but again, in a playoff game, if you ask me, it's the Bengals and the Chiefs playing for the AFC title. I'm going to choose the Chiefs to win. I'm just going to say it here right now. I'm going to choose the Chiefs. Why are the Bengals such a bad matchup for the Chiefs? I don't even know why. I don't even have an explanation. They, lo- they, they, I will say, they they run the ball, and the Chiefs did not stop the run very well. Um, a ton of weapons. I mean, it's, it's a team that's tough for them to be. You know, it's a team that's tough for anybody to beat. The Chiefs are tough to beat. Why? Because they have Mahomes and weapons. The Bengals have Burrow and weapons. Allen Bills have Allen and weapons. Like, it's just tough, you know. And the Bengals have just gotten the edge on them three times in a row. Burrow's three and zero against them. Um, but yeah, I'll still take the I'll still take the Chiefs though if they play in the playoffs. I would pick them even if they, even if you know they may lose because that's just football. But I still have to pick the Chiefs and Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. Best, in my opinion, the best head coach in football. So yeah, I'll take them. There's no clear AFC for Hunter. Every team can be anybody, and there is no runaway favorite. Factor fiction. Oh, uh, yeah, there's three teams that I can see in the AFC that are clear of everybody else right now. Uh, Dolphins are just too, a uh, scares me in a big game. So I've kind of taken them out a little bit of this. of this. Uh, I should have done my Super Bowl bubble, um, which I can do on the spot. Uh, but the three teams are definitely, it's definitely for me, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the, and the Bengals. Can't trust Lamar in the playoffs in a big game. You know? Raiders and Chargers kinda of stink. I'm not trusting Mike White, Mac Jones, or Tua probably in a playoff game. Those three are the three front runners for me um in the AFC. I would say there's no separating them. But the Chiefs are 0-2 against those teams this year. Um, let's go now. That was fact or fiction. I would say I would say fact though. Fact or fiction, the Chargers will miss playoffs. I'm actually gonna it's tough for me because I did say the Jets are gonna finish 9 9 eight. That means the Chargers gotta finish around there too. Okay. So I guess we'll the Chargers schedule now. Um, because there's 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 a little bit in me that thinks the the Raiders are going to make a run. There is a little bit something in me that thinks the Raiders are going to make a run here and finish possibly 9-8 or 10-7 and, and sneak into the playoffs. I don't know why I have that suspicion, but I just do. I think the Raiders are better than the Chargers, I think the Raiders are better than the Jets, and I think the Raiders are better than the... Uh, um Patriots. I do, but they started so slow it might not matter. Okay, so I had them losing to the Dolphins. That puts them at 6 and 7. Then they play the Titans. That could be a loss. That put them at 6 and 8, but I give them three straight wins then the year. Colts, Rams, Broncos. So 9 and 8. So in all reality, I have to think the Raiders are going to win the last 5 games of the year to reach the playoffs. Cuz I would, I had the Jets finishing and nine, nine and 8-9-9-8 this for the last wild card Patriots finishing at 8-9, 9-8. Nine, nine, so, yeah, I'd have to have the Raiders here. It I'm sure they play the Chiefs again. I don't think they put them twice. So, we're about to see on the Raiders schedule. Okay, they play the Chiefs last week. That could be, oh, my God, they have a very, very... for next three games are all wins. That puts them at 8-7. But their last two are the Niners at home and the Chiefs at home. Okay? To me, they'd have to split those to have a chance to get in the playoffs. That Week 17 game, I can't say what I'm... I would, I would think the Chiefs win. Because the Chiefs could see st- could still be battling it out for a uh, a a number one seed. I would predict that the Raiders will win their next three. They're going to beat the Rams. They're going to beat the Patriots. And they're going to beat the Steelers. I want. I will not. I will not have a prediction right now for you on if they beat the Niners. I have to see how the Niners look by week seventeen. I'm going to go fact. Chargers missed the playoffs. Fact. Um, fact or fiction? The Cowboys do not make... If the Cowboys do not make it to at least the NFC Championship game, it is a complete failure. Absolutely. You know, um, I know Carter's going to hear this, and that's fine, but I think the Cowboys are better than the Vikings. I think there's only one team that the uh, Cowboys are not better than right now, and that's the Eagles. We're obviously going to get to see that game played out week 17. I think the Cowboys are slightly better than the Niners, not far not far ahead though and if they had Jimmy G, I would say the Niners are better. They're definitely better than the rest of the wild cards, but let's just say the wild, let's just say that it ends up Eagles 1, Vikings 2, Niners 3, Buccaneers 4, Cowboys 5, Commanders, Seahawks 6 7, right? Cowboys beat the Bucks. I would definitely say the Vikings and the Niners should beat the Seahawks and the Commanders, right? So that means the Cowboys have to play the Eagles in the second round. If the Cowboys, to me, beat the Eagles, I think the Cowboys could be going to the Super Bowl. But I don't know if they're going to beat the Eagles. So yeah, I, but I will say it is a, it will be a complete failure if they don't. Is Dak the Cowboys' biggest weakness? Yeah, he is. And I hate saying it because I like him. I like Dak. I don't love him, but I like him. Um, he is the biggest weakness. Great running back duo. With, that, with Davis, the third running back, he's good too. Good receiving core. James Washington's come back. They have CD and Gallup, and Noah Brown has played well this year. They have a trio of tight ends that are good. A really good O line. One of the best defenses in the NFL. A good kicker. A good punter. Mike McCarthy's been a very good head coach this year. I would say that Dak is the biggest weakness of the Dallas Cowboys. Fact or fiction because the Cowboys are so good at multiple tight end sets. Signing J would be a mistake. Yeah, I, I think they should lean away from it. Um, I've kind of you know they did the. I saw the thing came out about his MRI today. They think he's rushing to get on the field, and they're worried about signing him long term because of that. He wants a two to three year deal. They're worried about giving him a two to three year deal because they're worried that he's rushing to come back by January, early January, week 16, 17, I think, is his, or late December, week 16, week 17 is his goal. He wants to be back by week 16, week 17, play the last two, three games of the year, and be ready for the playoffs. The only thing is, though, he goes to the Giants. He might not be in the playoffs. So yeah, I think it would be a mistake. I think the Cow it's a fact. I think the Cowboys should just stay away and do what they're doing right now, and it's working. How scared should NFC teams be of the Bucks just because of Tom Brady alone? Scared, man. It's Tom. Look what he did last night. They got their ass whooped for fifty five minutes of a football game. Down sixteen three of five to go, and they won. That's what Tom can do. If it's a close game, you're always scared. You don't give Tom time. All right, NBA. Fact or fiction, AD is the MVP founder. Absolutely a fact. He's the best player in basketball right now. It's not even really close. It's not close at all. Um, I would say they're by far the best team in basketball. Here, let's let's pull up while we're here. While I'm waiting, let's pull up Lakers versus Cavs. Early start, Cavs are up two with two to go in the first. I don't know if AD played tonight, did he? Did Jared Allen play? Or did AD play? I know Jared Allen was good to go tonight. Did, is AD playing, though? Okay, well, what? Come on. All right, right here. What are we doing, ESPN? I just want to see the Lakers score. Okay. Just go to ESPN. Uh yeah, I but he's clearly a front runner. He's literally led them back from the grave. Two and ten. They're ten and twelve now. Um so far AD has, AD did not play tonight. Oh he rested. Oh, that's kind of a bummer. Wow, I did not think he'd rest. He did rest. Russ started. Or Russ is on the court, he might not have started. Or A D could just be out. Th- almost into the, the first quarter that's my fault. Anthony Davis did start, okay. <laughs> that makes me feel a little bit better. Anthony Davis did start. Cavs are, or Lakers are up 1 with uh 6 seconds to go in, or down 1 now, 6 seconds to go in the quarter. Okay, so AD did play though. Which is good news. Um yeah, he's the front runner. Has AD officially taken the reins from Braun? Absolutely. Uh, this is what I said I wanted to happen. This is what I wanted forever. This is what I've been asking for for since LeBron was 30, 31. A guy that can take over in the regular season and be the number one guy like AD kind of did in 2020, right? You saw it. Season got cut short, but then the playoffs resumed. LeBron took over in the playoffs. This is what I wanted. But here's the thing about it right now. I think AD can do this for the playoffs and be the number one guy and take the reins from LeBron. I think he can. That's how good he is. But this is what I've wanted. A guy that can just carry the regular season, be the number one guy in the regular season. LeBron... He's been fucked over so many MVPs He doesn't care about the MVPs anymore He's not getting any Take the reins Win an MVP Be the number one guy Lead them to the playoffs And you and LeBron together Dominate the fucking playoffs Because it's still the best duo in basketball Whether anybody wants to fucking disagree or not Better than Tatum and Brown Better than Kawhi and PG Name it Name the guy Better than KD and Kyrie Better than Giannis and Middleton or Holiday They're better They're just better Fact or fiction? The Lakers are a top five team in the West right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So now we gotta pull up NBA conference standings. So the Lakers are sitting right now currently still at the, you know, 12, 11, 11 range because it's so tight, but you got to think the Lakers are literally five games back from the one. That's how tight it is. From what I've seen teams that I think are better than the Lakers currently, right? We're going currently Lakers are hot right now. I would still take the Suns over them. The Grizzlies, maybe the Clippers, I got to see how they play for a little bit with Kawhi back. So yeah, I think they are. I put them at five or four. I would. I think they're that good, and I think that they've turned it around. Do you think the Lakers continue to win, or is just needs to schedule? I think they'll continue to win because Anthony Davis plays like that. Good luck. Thomas Bryant's been huge. Dennis Schroeder. I love how he plays. Austin Reeves has been magnificent. Troy Brown's just an all out, all-around good player. Uh, Lonnie Walker has been unbelievable. Yeah, I do. I think the Lakers will continue to to be good. Um I truly do. Uh pretender con, pretender or contender series. Okay, here we go. Warriors pretenders. Pelicans pretenders. Grizzlies contenders. Cavs contenders, Hawks pretenders. Warriors just aren't there, man. They're just not there anymore. No one's scared. Has trading Rudy Gobert already proven to be a disaster for the Wolves? Yes. Yes, I called it when it happened. Disaster. Should the Spurs tank for Wembanimas? Are they not? <laughs> They're one in seventeen in the last eighteen games. Yeah, they should. The only thing that could suck is you could throw away a season. And what if the the odds? What if the lottery doesn't give you the one? And what if they want to pull out a team that they want to be good? Like, what if they want to help out MJ and pair LaMelo with Wimbaniyama? Or if the Knicks don't make the playoffs, they help the Knicks out. You never know how it's going to go in the NBA, man. But I uh, think Ian Fee, Those tremendous fee segment, of course, as always, we always spend a lot of time on that. That was a good 20, 25 minutes on that. Um, so now we're going to dive in. You know, like I said, we're going to quickly go over. You know, I usually don't spend long on my rankings and game predictions, and then, but we will. We'll have combat sports in the middle. Need to talk about UFC 282, the big pay per view coming up this weekend. Uh, Quickly go through my final 23, recap my conference title predictions, full game prediction, full bowl game predictions, mock draft. So here we go rankings. Grab a drink, real quick. So my post-week 13 NFL top 16 power rankings. We do have a new number one. I had to finally put him there after this one. This was an impressive win. The Philadelphia Eagles just beat the holy shit out of the Titans. I mean, 35-10. This is a disaster for the Titans. Chiefs fall to two. Tough loss. But I still think Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. And honestly, I just have to put the Eagles there because they're 11-1. They're 11-1. Dallas Cowboys at 3, a dis- dominant win, dominant fourth quarter to get to 9-3. and three. Bengals at 4, Vikings at 5, Buffalo Bills at 6. Yeah, call me crazy. I had the Bengals over the Bills. I think they're a better team. Niners at 7, Dolphins at 8, Ravens at 9. That's where my elitish teams end. Like, those nine teams I could see doing some damage in the playoffs. These ones, mm, I'm iffy on. Giants at 10, Redskins at 11. Sorry, got that wrong. I had the Redskins at 10. Changed it. Giants at 11. Titans at 12. Seahawks at 13. Buccaneers at 14. Raiders at 15. And the Jets at 16. No chargers for me. So, me and my brother's week 14 game predictions. I'm up by 10. He's got to kind of make a run here late. I have 10 plus wins on him right now. Um, I'm 116-74-2. He is 106-84-2. Thursday Night Football is Raiders at Rams. We differ. I cannot believe he's picking the Rams, but he is. 21-16 Rams for him. 27-20 Raiders for me. Sunday early games. Texans. Oh, what was his upset of the week? It was Ram- was it Rams? I'll have to confer with him what his upset of the week was. I think it might have been Rams over the Raiders. Uh Texans at Cowboys, obviously both of the Cowboys. He has 42-17. I have 34-16. Browns at Bengals. Again, I hate upsets of the week. It kind of makes me pick a team that I don't really think is going to win in upsets of the week. Obviously, it's why it's an upset. I went with the Browns over the Bengals in my upset of the week. 30-27 Bengals or Browns. He also went 24-21 Browns. Jets at Bills. We both have the Bills. I have 31-20. He has 32-27. Vikings at Lions. I actually have the Lions by three. No, I don't. Sorry. Reading the wrong thing. I have the Vikings by three in a high-scoring affair. Uh, 34-31. He has 27-24. Uh, Vikings. Eagles at Giants. I went Eagles 27-22. He went Giants 22-21. He's trying to, you know, I think he's trying to, because I don't look at, I pick mine first, and I don't show him my picks, but I think he knows at this point probably what I'm picking, so he's trying to differ from me, so he can try to get a win. It hasn't been working, though. He has Giants 22-21. Ravens at Steelers. We differ. He has the Steelers 17-16. I have the Ravens 20-19. Jaguars at Titans. We differ. I have the Titans 31-24. He has the Jags 24-21. Sunday mid- to late-day games. Buccaneers at Niners. We differ. I have the Bucs, 23-20. He has the Niners, 28-17. Panthers at Seahawks. We have the same. Both have the Seahawks. I have 30-20. He has 27-19. Chiefs at Broncos. We both have the Chiefs. His score is a little weird, 37-16. I don't see the Chiefs scoring 37. I have 24-16 Chiefs. Dolphins at Chargers. This one should be high scoring. 35-31 for me. 35-32 for him. Patriots at Cardinals. We both have the Cardinals. I have 28-24. He is 24-20. So let's get into some combat sports talk. Uh, Fury stops Chizor in the 10th. Um, yeah, relatively easy night for Fury. I, I, I may have been a little off on the copy box numbers. I'm not going to lie. Um, may have been a little I think I told some people That it was like 180 to 39 I don't think it was that bad It might have been though I thought I saw that But Tyson Fury Chizora, Stats Trilogy copy box punch stats Here we go This is what I wanted to see I just want the total Can somebody give me the total I don't need to... Okay here we go Total punches Okay it was still wide Two hundred and five to eighty seven. God damn, Chizora took a beating. Thank God that ref stopped him. Chizor not thanked the ref. Chizora just didn't want to stop himself. He has too much pride. I'm glad the ref stepped in. Probably should have stepped in a couple rounds sooner. Usyk should be next. Um, you know they wanted to make it for March or Fury wanted to make it February or March. Usyk wanted to delay. Well, Usyk's gonna get delay. Cause Fury's got to have something done in his elbow. I'm guessing we get Fury Usyk in May or June. It would be my guess. That would be next. Um, Wilder actually wants Joshua over Ruiz. Um, the WBC ordered a number one contender for Tyson Fury's WBC title, Wilder versus Ruiz. Wilder's trying to somehow to get the Joshua fight. I don't know if Joshua's interested in taking Wilder's first fight back. I would doubt it. I would guess you see Joshua fight a you know, a warm up fight before he takes on another big one. Uh, can Jake Paul get someone to fight? No one signed, no contracts. Tyson, Tommy Fury won't sign because he wants it over at Titan Global or whatever. Jo- I mean, Jake Paul's like, yeah, I'm with Showtime. I'm not leaving Showtime. What is he talking about? What is- Fury has no negotiation power here. He is the, not even the B B-side. He is the D-side. He is nothing. He's offered him a million. I'm guessing it's going to be Nate Diaz, but we'll see. So what's next after UFC Fight Night Wonder Boy Holland? I picked out some of the bigger names or some of the major names that won, or even the bigger names that lost. So Michael Johnson got a great win. He looked spectacular against uh, Dia Cessi. Let's look though. What? How did the fight go? I said Michael Johnson should fight Tony Ferguson. They have fought before. I want to say that was Tony Ferguson's loss. For, you know his like his last loss before he went on that. Unbelievable win streak. Or did he lose to him? He beat Tony Ferguson via decision in two thousand twelve. Okay. Tony Ferguson is on a slide. His career is coming to an end. No doubt about it. Michael Johnson is twenty two and eighteen. His career is coming to an end. <coughs> Let's put these two older action fighters together and have them fight. That's what I. That's how I look at it, right? I don't know if that's a fight that'll be made, but I think it should definitely be talked about. It should definitely be talked about. Jack Hermanson, tough loss for Hermanson. Man, just guy keeps getting replacement fighters. I still don't think he drops because middleweight's so light. I would honestly, I'd have him fight a winner. The winner of this coming up fight on uh, December 10th, UFC 282, Darren Till versus uh, Drakis Duplessis, I'd have him fight the winner of that. I think he should fight the winner of that. Roman Delice looked very impressive. He's going to be good. I, Derek Brunson who was supposed to fight Hermanson. Let's give Delice Brunson. Tied to Avassa. I think he's going to take some time off, but I'd like to see the rosenstruck Dawkins winner. That also fights this weekend. I think that makes sense. Pavlovich who ran right through to Avassa. Cyril Gaun's the only fight that makes sense. Stepe, we don't know what he's doing, right? is injured, but if he comes back, he can fight Jones in March. And if Ngannou doesn't come back, it'll be Jones versus Blades. That only leaves Cyril Gone. Uh, Matthias Nikolau, who I love this kid. I think he's going to be fighting for a belt, but he's got to go through some tough competition first. I think Kai France is the right fight to make. Uh, Rafael Dos Anjos. Called for Connor, and I'm not opposed to that. I think it's a good fight for Connor to come back to. You know, but I don't know. I don't know what the calling is for that. If uh, if not, and, you know, if they want to get a fight sooner, I think Dos vs. versus Michael Chandler makes a ton of sense. I think that's a great fight. I think it'd be a really good one. Dos Anjos isn't just going to be able to wrestle Chandler. He's great at wrestling. So I think that's a really good fight. Kevin Holland, well, he was supposed to when he fought Hamzat and replace. You know how they had that whole shift the card. He was supposed to fight D Rod, Daniel Rodriguez. Daniel Rodriguez is coming off a loss. Let's do that fight. Kevin Holland, Daniel Rodriguez, Wonder Boy. I would like to see Masvidal. I don't know if Masvidal is interested in that. I did Michelle Pereira, crazy guy. You know he's just wild acrobatics. Wants to stand up and fight. That's a good fight for Wonder Boy. I think that is the fight to make for Wonder Boy next. So UFC. Damn it. UFC 282. I'm going to open up the odds right now. And then I'm going to give you my predict. I'm going to tell you ways each guy can win. Um, and then I'm also going to tell you what my prediction is for the fights. Okay, so the first fight we're predicting... Billy Corntillo Against Alexander Hernandez. Uh Billy Corntillo is a minus. We're gonna go off FanDuel. Minus 174 favorite to Alexander Hernandez plus 140. Um Alexander Hernandez moving down to 145. Um I really like. Yeah, I guess we can just go to it. I like Billy Q. I've never been a huge Hernandez fan. I think it's going to be a tough fight for him. Moving down in weight always kind of weird for me. Um, Hernandez' last fight was a submission loss to Moicano. Uh, and so he's chosen to move down to featherweight. We'll see how that works out for him, obviously. Billy Q um, lost to Shane Burgos via decision. I like Billy Corntillo. What was my – let's go now. I've got to pull up the predictions, fan fight picks. I like Billy Q via decision. I think he, he uses some grappling, um, makes it tough for Hernandez and just gets a decision win. I think Hernandez, you know, he's got to go in there looking to hit, land bombs, forward pressure. Uh, Billy Q's just got to keep the distance, I think, land some good shots, you know, but use the grappling as well. I think that's an advantage in this fight for him is the grappling department. He's got five submission wins in his career. Um, out of nine stoppages. So, yeah, I like Billy Q, though, to get a decision. I don't think he finishes him necessarily. Um, so let's go to the next one. Joaquin Buckley, I believe it is. Buckley and Curtis. This should be thrilling. This should be really thrilling. This has a chance to be fight of the night. Uh, Curtis actually plus 124 dog. Buckley minus 158. I mean, obviously, Buckley's going to have the speed advantage, in my opinion. Um, that's what he's got to be in now. Curtis is looking to plant. You know, Mark Ford, I think, land, land that big left. It's going to be a stand-up battle. Don't see much wrestling happening in this one. Um, but like I said, you know, Curtis a slight dog, which is, you know, a little surprising to me. Um, Curtis coming off the loss. They're both coming off loss. Curtis coming off loss to Jack Hermanson. Uh, Buckley coming off a decision loss to Imovov, which I thought he looked pretty good in. I, he had three wins in a row before that. Um, I You know, it's going to be a really, really action-packed fight, honestly. Uh, I cannot wait for this one. This one will be good. I took, I'm i taking Chris Curtis via round three knockout. I think, you know, Buckley uses so much energy to explode. Um, I think Curtis withstands early, the early push by Buckley, and I think he gets him out of there late, but that's going to be a really good fight. Um, next will be Shabazian, right? Yeah, Edmund Shabazian versus Dalcha Lugambula, okay? okay. <laughs> Minus 310 for Edmund, plus 230 for Dalcha Tough fight for Dolce. He's lost 3 of 4. He's 35. This is kind of... They're trying to give Edmund a bone here. Like, hey, here's a confidence booster. and You better have your shit together. If you don't win this one, it's going to be tough. I think Edmund just really picks him apart. Um, I don't see how this one is close. I have Edmund via round 2 KO slash TKO. Next fight up that we're picking. Also on this card, though, is Raul uh, Rosas Jr. He was the 17-year-old, now 18, that they signed... Um, he will have his first fight. He is a minus 260 favorite against Jay Perrin. I think he should win. I haven't really looked into this one because we didn't do it for fight picks just because I think Rosas should easily win. Uh, but nothing's ever easy in, in the UFC. But the next fight we're picking is uh, Chris Dacus and uh, Jorginho Rosenstruck. This should be a banger. I mean, stand-up war. Uh, really, who gets caught clean in this one? There's not really much to talk about in this fight. You know, I'm going first-round knockout for Rosenstruck. I think he's just a tad better. Like I said, I've always said Rosenstruch can beat these guys that are ranked, you know, not in the top 7, 8. You know, I think he should handle these guys. But once he gets into that top 7, he's just so one-dimensional, it's going to be tough for him to win. Um, but Rosenstruch is a minus 186 favorite to Dox's plus 144. Now we get to the main card. This fight is the one I have my eye on, probably the second most behind, obviously, Patty Pimblett, maybe even Darren Till, but Bryce Mitchell and Erie Taporia, both undefeated, um... I can't wait for this fight. I'm so pumped. Tapuria is you know only 25 years old. He's had four fights in the UFC. His first one was a decision, ever since then first round knockout, first round knockout, second round knockout. He was hurt in the Jai Herbert fight. Um he's al- he's also good on the ground though too, it's not he's not he's not shit and that's what Mitchell wants to do. Um but I just think Mitchell he's he's real good. Bryce Mitchell's real good. Uh also undefeated, only 28 years old as well. He's coming off the biggest one of his career over Barboza, where he dominated for three rounds. He also dominated Feely, although the Feely fight was a little close. He didn't look great in that one, but he beat Charles Rosa. He, you know, he had a twister submission in his uh, second second fight in the UFC. Um, yeah, I like Bryce Mitchell a lot. I love both these guys. I think both are going to be around for a long time. Bryce Mitchell is actually the underdog at plus 124 to minus 158 for Tapuria. I am going with uh, Bryce Mitchell via second round submission, though. I think he's gonna show that I think I think Topori is good, but Bryce Mitchell's coming off a huge win against Barboza. I think he's just gonna show that he's a little above Taporia right now. Um next fight, Darren Till against Dracus Duplessis. My boy Till's a plus one forty dog to minus one ten for duplessis. It's a tough fight for Till. No easy fight for Till coming back, honestly. Um Lakers are winning now. Good for the show. Good for the show. Um, sorry, though. Uh, you always know I got to check on the Lakers. LeBron. Um, so Till, you know, it's been a rough go. You know, he's kind of, I think he's made some mistakes fighting with torn ACLs and back-to-back fights. He lost to Whitaker, blew out his knee in the first round of that one, and then he fought on a torn ACL coming in with, against Brunson. Uh, He needs a win in the worst way, and they didn't grant him with anything easy. Duplassese is very good. Um, He uh, is undefeated in the UFC, three wins, but this is definitely a step up. He beat Marcus Perez, Trevin Giles, and then Brad Tavares. It's a massive step up for Duplassese as well. And that's why I'm going to go with my boy Darren Till um, via decision. I think he just outpoints him, and he gets it done. Um, I think he's going to just be the better your striker, and I think that's how he gets it done. Uh, one fight not on the odds yet is uh, Ponzinibbio versus Murano, because Ponzinibbio is supposed to fight Robbie Lawler. They don't have the odds up for that, but I'm taking Ponzinibbio via decision. Next one. um, Patty Pimblett. LeBron's playing well. Oh, Patty. <laughs> Patty. Nah, you know I love Patty, man. Um, this is going to be this is his toughest test. Jared, Jared Gordon's a good fighter. He's coming off a win over Santos via decision. Uh, he's fought a lot in the UFC. He's got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 UFC fights. He fought against Charles Oliveira, was KO'd. He, uh, since that fight, though, he beat uh, Chris Fischold's decision, Danny Chavez decision, uh, Joe Selecki decision, lost to Grant Dawson via submission, and then Leonardo Santos' decision. Not an impressive resume for wins, to be honest with you, right? Um Patty Pimblett. Three wins in the UFC. Knockout, submission, submission. I mean, you know you're what you're gonna give Patty. You're gonna get a thrilling fight. And uh this is a big step up. Obviously, he was bumped to the co-main event because of the injuries on this card. I am going with Patty Pimblet via second round submission. Um I think Patty will just be too much. I think he'll find a way to get to the ground, and I think he'll submit him there. Um, Got to be nervous, a little bit nervous on the feet. Gordon can fight now; it's not an easy fight. Yeah, I know Jerry Gordon's resume doesn't look great on who he's beat. It's still a veteran of the UFC, and by far Patty's toughest fight, uh, not even close. Patty is a minus two fifty favorite to Jerry Gordon's plus one ninety. Now the main event again. We you know talked about a podcast or two ago. This will be for the undisputed lightweight light heavyweight title. Uh, Yuri Prahoshka dropped the belt because he's going to be out at least a year of that shoulder. Glover didn't want to take the fight cuz he wanted more time for Ankalaev. UFC said we got to have a, you know, some type of title fight on this pay-per-view. So they went with Jan and Ankalaev, who were originally scheduled to fight anyway, so it, it still made sense. Um, for Jan Blahovic. He's coming off the win over Rokic, which was he did win via injury, but he was looking good in that fight. Before that, he had lost to Glover. Um, and he was on an incredible win streak before that. Rock cold, knockout, decision, to DeSouza, knockout, Corey Anderson, decision, or knockout, Reyes, decision, Israel Desanya. <laughs> um, he's looked good. Ink he's 30, which is very young for the light heavyweight division. First fight in the UFC, he lost by triangle choke in 2018 to Paul Craig. Since that, KO, decision, KO, TKO, KO. Then he got to fight more of the elite guys. Krylov, decision win. Ozdemir, uh decision win, Santos, decision win, Anthony Smith, knockout. He's 18 and 1. This will be a striking battle. Jan should try to implement some wrestling, though. He really should try to use some wrestling. I'm just gonna say it. If Jan was smart in this fight, he would use some wrestling here. Um the odds are Ankalayev minus 260, Jan plus 196. I picked Incolive via round three stoppage. I think Jan's going to get frustrated when is just kind of outstriking him. And then I think is going to get a finish. He's going to catch him coming in. He's going to get a finish. And that's how I see that fight going. And that is UFC. Um, That is what we're looking at for combat sports this weekend. So, quick uh, go through my final top 23 college football power rankings. I had Georgia at one, Michigan at two. I did slide Ohio State to three, TCU at four. Alabama 5, USC 6, K-State 7, Utah 8, Penn State 9, Tennessee 10, Clemson 11, Washington uh, 12, Tulane 13, Florida State 14, 15 UCLA, 16 South Carolina, 17 Oregon State, 18 Oregon, 19 LSU, 20 Notre Dame, 21 Texas, 22 UTSA, and 23 UCF. Um, So let's recap my conference title game predictions. Um, I went four and two. I lost my first two Friday night. USC lost to Utah. I had USC. TCU lost to K State. I had TCU. But then I went four four. Um, the rest of them I had Tulane over UCF. I had George over LSU. I had Clemson over Carolina, and I had Michigan over Purdue. So I have four and two. I finished regular season and conference weekend forty four and twenty seven. Now again, these records will go way up because we're doing full bowl game predictions. So let's get into it. These are the Friday, December 16th to December 23rd bowl games. The Bahamas Bowl, Friday, December 16th at 10.30 a.m. Give me UA, it's UAB Miami of Ohio. Give me UAB 34-23. The Cure Bowl, 24th ranked Troy versus 25th ranked UTSA. These rankings are the College Football Committee's rankings. That's Friday, December 16th at 2 p.m. That's actually an exciting bowl game. I actually, high scoring it should be. I'm going UTSA 38-34. Fenway Bowl, Cincinnati. Against Louisville, um, Saturday, December seventeenth at ten a.m. Give me Louisville thirty to twenty-seven. SMU at against BYU in the New Mexico Bowl, Saturday, December seventeenth at one fifteen. Give me SMU forty-four forty-one. The LA Bowl, Washington State against Fresno State, Saturday, December seventeenth at two thirty. Give me Fresno State thirty-one twenty-seven. The Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Miss against Rice, Saturday, December seventeenth. Um give me Rice. Or no, give me Southern Miss 28-26. The Las Vegas Bowl, another good one. 14th ranked Oregon State against Florida. Saturday, December 17th as well. Give me Florida 38-37 in a wild one. Boise State against North Texas in the Frisco Bowl. Also December 17th. Give me Boise 33-23. <coughs> the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Marshall against Yukon. Monday, December 19th. Give me Marshall 24-23. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan against San Jose State, Tuesday, December 20th. Give me Eastern Michigan, 33-31. to uh, Bo- uh, Boca Raton Bowl, Toledo at Liberty, or versus Liberty. Sorry, keep just going off of the regular season. Second team's always home. Uh, Tuesday, December 20th as well. Give me Liberty, 45-38. New Orleans Bowl, South Alabama versus Western Kentucky, Wednesday, December 21st. Give me South Alabama, 35-31. The Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, Baylor against Air Force, give me Baylor 31-24, that's Thursday, December 22nd, uh, Gasparilla Bowl, Missouri, fuck them, uh, against Wake Forest, Friday, December 23rd, give me Wake 45-35, Independence Bowl, Houston against Louisiana Lafayette, that's also Friday, December 23rd, give me Houston thirty-four twenty. 20 so uh, this will be December 24th to 28th games, um, Hawaii Bowl, mid-Tennessee State against San Diego State on Saturday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Give me San Diego State, 31-28. Lane Bowl, Monday, December 26th, Bowling Green versus New Mexico State. Give me Bowling Green, 37-27. Uh, Camila Bowl, Georgia Southern against Buffalo, Tuesday, December 27th. Give me Buffalo, 28-26. First Responders Bowl, Utah State, Memphis. That's Tuesday, December 27th as well. 35-34, Memphis. Birmingham Bowl, East Carolina, Coastal Carolina, Tuesday, December 27th. I don't think Grayson McCall is going to be back. That could change if he is, but right now I'm going to East Carolina, 33-24. Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Wisconsin against Oklahoma State, Tuesday, December 27th. Give me Oklahoma State, 28-24. Military Bowl, Duke-UCF, Wednesday, December 28th. Give me Duke, 38-30. Liberty Bowl, Kansas, Uh. Kansas or Arkansas against Kansas. That game takes place Wednesday, December 28th. Give me Kansas, 35-27. Holiday Bowl, North Carolina against 15th ranked Oregon. Wednesday, December 28th as well. Give me Oregon, 41-31. Texas Bowl, Texas Tech, Old Miss. Wednesday, December 28th. Give me old Miss, 34-31. Uh, this will be December 29th through January 2nd. Pinstripe Bowl, Syracuse, Minnesota. Thursday, December twenty ninth. Give me Minnesota twenty seven twenty, Cheez It Bowl, Oklahoma against number thirteen Florida State. Thursday, December twenty ninth. Give me Florida State forty five forty one, Alamo Bowl, number twenty Texas against number twelve Washington. Also Thursday, December twenty ninth. Give me Texas thirty four thirty. Duke's Mayo Bowl. This is Friday, December thirtieth. Maryland, NC State. Give me NC State twenty six twenty three. Also Friday, December thirtieth. The Sun Bowl, Pittsburgh. Against number eighteen UCLA. Give me UCLA thirty seven thirty one. Gator Bowl, South Carolina against Notre Dame. Um hold on, this thing is all messed up. You now this stuff happens on the podcast, man. Let me, let me uh okay, so where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, Gator Bowl, South Carolina. Um, versus Notre Dame. That's also December 30th. Friday, December 30th. Give me South Carolina, 31-23. Number 19, South Carolina. Number 21, Notre Dame. Arizona Bowl, Ohio versus Wyoming. Friday, December 30th. Give me Ohio, 30-28. Music City Bowl, Iowa against Kentucky. Give me Kentucky, 20-17. That's Saturday, December 31st. Rela Quest Bowl, number 22, Mississippi State against Illinois. It's Monday, January 2nd. Give me Mississippi State, thirty-one twenty-six. Citrus Bowl, number 17 LSU against Purdue, Monday, January 2nd as well. Give me LSU 3427. This is just all disheveled. Hold on, I just got make... This ain't just all fucked around. Okay, New Year's 6 Bulls. Uh, the first one will be on Friday, December thirtieth, at seven p.m. The Orange Bowl, Clemson, Tennessee, number seven Clemson, number six Tennessee. Give me Clemson, thirty twenty seven. Sugar Bowl, Saturday, December thirtieth, at eleven a.m. Number nine Kansas State versus number five Alabama. Give me Bama, thirty one twenty seven. Cotton Bowl, Monday, January second, at twelve p.m. Sixteen ranked Tulane against tenth ranked USC. Give me USC, forty five thirty seven. Rose Bowl, Monday, January 2nd at 4 p.m. 11th ranked Penn State, 8th ranked Utah. Give me Utah 38 36. Fiesta Bowl, which is a playoff semifinal, will be Saturday, December 31st at 3 p.m. Number 2 Michigan, number 3 TCU. Give me Michigan 34 20. Peach Bowl, playoff semifinal, Saturday, December 31st at 7 p.m. Number 1 Georgia, number 4 Ohio State. Give me Ohio State 34 31, excuse me. So those are the bowl game predictions, full bowl game slate. I'll keep track of the final record. Um, I might keep the record separate, see how I do in the bowl games as well. So the rest, we got the mock draft next. Then we're going to get into the rest of the 2022 World Cup predictions and then the podcast Fantasy Football League update. Mock draft. Uh, I didn't, this is off of uh, the standings as they are right now. Uh, Texans again at 1. Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. I mean, they need a quarterback. They bench Davis Mills. They obviously don't have faith in him. you got to get a quarterback. Bears, like I said, this could be a trade-down spot for them to acquire more assets, but Will Anderson is there. you got to take Will Anderson. He's a monster, probably the number one overall prospect in the draft. Along with this guy, the Seahawks via the Broncos at 3. Get Jalen Carter, the interior D-lineman, out of Georgia. Um, got to go get him. He's too good to pass up on here. I know you want edge, but you can't pass up on Jalen Carter. Lions at four. Yeah, I didn't have a quarterback going here. I actually have Keely Ringo, the defensive back of Georgia, going to Detroit here at four. They need help there as well. There is also an extra quarterback added into my mock draft I do think four will go after this guy announced. We'll get there. We'll talk about it when we get there. Panthers, got to go Stroud. You need a quarterback as well. Quarterback out of Ohio State, you just cut. Baker Mayfield, um, who knows if the new coach is going to want to try Corral. Um... And then you have Sam Darnold, who's going to be a free agent. Jaguars at six. I'm going Peter Skoronsky, the tackle out of Northwestern. Again, just protect your franchise quarterback. At seven, the Cardinals. You know, I've been having Ringo mocked here. I don't, I, but I, if this guy's available here, they can't pass up on it. Give me Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. He's so damn good, and this would, be, this would uh, help boost that defense. Uh, Colts at eight. I have them taking Will Levis, the quarterback of the Kentucky. I think it's time to stop doing the old veteran play and take a rookie and try to develop him. So Will Levis out of Kentucky goes to the Colts. Eagles at nine via the Saints. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., the defensive back out of Penn State. I, he's one of he's you know. I think Keely Ringo's clear the best corner in the draft, but I think Joey Porter and Cam Smith are fighting for that too, and I just think he's a little better. Um. Ten, Falcons. Give me Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech. Uh, This could be a Brian Brisset spot or receiver as well, but uh, I'm going to go Tyree Wilson, the pure edge rusher out of Tech. Packers, got to be a quarterback or running a receiver. Give me Quentin Johnson, the wide receiver out of TCU. Raiders, let's get that defense better. Brian Brisset, the interior D-lineman out of Clemson. It's got to happen. Texans at 13 via the Browns. They took the receiver or they took their quarterback, get him a receiver. Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC. Steelers at 14. I'm going tackle. Obviously, uh, the Penn State tackle, he announced that he's going back to school, which was weird, you know, passing up on that top ten money, but that's his choice, obviously. I'm going to have them taking Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle, out of Ohio State. At 15, here's where the fourth quarterback comes in the lines. They draft Anthony Richardson, the quarterback, out of Florida. Yes, I know he's a project, but you could possibly roll, roll with Goff or another veteran next year. You know, maybe they make a move for Garoppolo. You know, that could happen. Um they roll with them. He learns under him, and he comes in and plays the following year. So they get, you know, they get their def- stud defensive back at four. They get their quarterback of the future here at 15. Charges at 16. Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame. You know, you could definitely address some defense, but I think, you know, teams has been banged up. Can they be healthy next year? You add a tight end like Mayer. That's huge. Patriots at 17. I'm going Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver at Ohio State. Again, kind of a, you know, I think he got hurt early on, and I really think it was. Uh, the rest of it was, man, I just really don't want to take a chance on this hamstring um, And because he knows he's going to be a first-round pick. He may go higher than this because he may be unreal at the combine and at the workouts where he goes with the beat, ends up being the number one. I think he is the best receiver in the class. But, again, I try to do it off of what things I keep, I'm i hearing or just what, you know, what the reality is right now with him. So I have him going to the Patriots at 17. Redskins, give me Cam Smith, the D-back out of South Carolina. He's a stud too. I love the top three corners in this class. Honestly, I love, you know, the couple other guys that I have going at the end of the first round as well. I really like the D-back class. Buccaneers, I'm going B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas. Um, you know, I don't think they bring back Fournette. They gotta figure out a run game for next year. I don't think Brady's gonna retire. B. John Robinson is the pick. Seahawks got your D lineman. All right, now you get your uh, you get your linebacker, Trenton Simpson, interior linebacker out of Clemson. He's a stud too. I wish he could fall to the Cowboys, but he's not gonna fall past twenty, I don't think. And even if the I didn't have the Seahawks, I don't think he reaches 27. Um, Titans, got to sure up the O-line here for me just off the last couple weeks. Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia. Jets have some trouble with injuries on the O-line as well. Give me Jalen Duncan, the tackle out of Maryland. Giants at 23. I'm going with another D-back here. Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. I like him a lot. Um, I think he's a stud, and Giants do need help in the secondary uh Broncos again gotta replace Bradley Chubb give me Isaiah Foskey the edge out of Notre Dame Ravens give me a uh, Kayshaun uh Boutte the wide receiver out of LSU I do have five receivers in this first round he's the fourth Bengals Clark Phillips defensive back out of Utah Clark's my least favorite because I'm just so addicted to loving the size of corners I want big corners physical corners um he's a smaller guy It doesn't mean he's not good. It doesn't mean he can't be great in the NFL, but I just love the big corners, and that's why I have him here at 26. Cowboys, you know, I love the defensive back position, but, you know, I've had them mocked to Antonio Johnson out of of, uh, A&M for a while, but I've realized that it needs to be more of a corner than a safety, and there's not one I would take here at 27. You know, maybe trading up into the second round, you know, you can always fix it, though, with a veteran or a good free agent signing, but I'm going to go Noah Sewell, the interior linebacker out of Oregon. Even if you keep Vandresh, I don't think you keep Anthony Barr, so I think Noah Sewell is the correct pick. Uh, Watch this guy ball out in the Big 12 championship game. Chiefs at 28. Felix and D.K. Uzama, the edge out of Kansas State. He's a monster. He balled out against TCU. Chiefs need help at the edge. Vikings. Um, Again, I would have probably done corner, but I don't see one here that I like right now at this point of scouting and, you know, where where everybody's at. I'm going Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. I know you can say, well, they have Jefferson and, you know, and you know, come on. Well, Teelan's getting up there in age. It doesn't hurt to have more weapons at all. And I like Jalen Hyatt a lot. Bill's at 30. I You know, running back Jameer Gibbs could have been a pick here. I think you choose to boost the O-line, though, over running back when you have Josh Allen at quarterback. So I'm going Osiris Torrance, the interior lineman out of Florida. Eagles at thirty one. I think they draft defense mainly. You know, you could see a running back here as well, because they have two. They could say, well, we got our, you know, we got our corner. Let's get a let's let's get a let's get a pick that can boost up the offense a little bit. A you know, kind of just a luxury pick. But I'm gonna go Jared Versay, the edge at a Florida State. Jameer Gibbs could be here though, or another running back. But I think you could also find a really good running back in this draft in round two or three. So I'm gonna take uh, Jared Versay, the edge at a Florida State. So the quarter, the round of 16 is done. Uh, The final four will be Argentina versus the Netherlands, Brazil versus Croatia, England versus France, and Portugal versus Morocco. Um, Okay, hold on. I had to adjust something real quick. I just did these predictions right before the podcast. You know, I... I wanted to make sure I've been thinking about it. Knew who the matchup was going to be since about three. Uh, but just really wanted to think hard about this. Um, let me check some scores as well. Texas up eight now. Good. Georgia up one. Butler up one by ten. Lakers are down eight, though. That's not good. Uh, a little bad run. Anthony Davis has one point in eight minutes. Huh. He get hurt? Fuck. That would suck. Um. Okay, the quarterfinal matchups. Argentina versus the Netherlands. I'm going with the Netherlands here, 2-1. I think they're just a more complete team and a better team than Argentina. I think the Netherlands get it done. Brazil, Croatia, give me Brazil 3-0. England, France will be, in my opinion, the best game of the quarterfinals. Give me France, though, 3-2 and a thriller. Portugal, Morocco, give me Portugal 2-1. Boy, they look good with, you know, no Ronaldo today. They just looked a little bit quicker, you know. And, you know, I love Ronaldo, but at 37, maybe... This is his World Cup to come off the bench late in the seventy seventy fifth 75th minute if the game's tight to where you could possibly have him in for extra time and then penalties. Uh, But give me Portugal 2-1 over Morocco after Morocco's tremendous win over Spain. So the semifinals, I'd have Netherlands versus Brazil. Give me Brazil 3-2. France versus Portugal. Give me France 4-2. And the finals, Brazil-France. Give me Brazil 3-2 would be my pick, Brazil to win the World Cup. So now a podcast... Fantasy Football League update. Um, here we go. In uh, this one, there's two weeks left in our regular season because it's a 14 playoff instead of six. So we have two weeks left. Um, league. Okay, I'm at eight and five. I'm in second. Josh is in first at 8-5, I'm in second at 8-5, Trey is in sec- third at 8-5, Miller is in fourth at 8-5. There are only six teams that could possibly make the playoffs. Craig is 7-6, and six. my brother is 6-7. and seven. My brother has to win, though, two games and have a lot happen. Uh, starting off, what he would love for me to do is beat Miller, because Miller's points four are lower. Um, he would love Craig to lose this week, who takes on Trey. Uh, that would help him. Um, but my team right now, again, you know, we're pretty good. I like my team a lot. Uh, could I could play Deontay Foreman Pacheco potentially? Waddle's questionable, so I have him on the bench right now. So my lineup would go as Josh Allen at quarterback, taking on the Jets. My two running backs are McCaffrey and Elliott. Receivers Diggs and Hopkins. Dalton Schultz at tight end, Travis Etienne and Godwin in the flex, Dak Prescott my super flex, Cameron Dicker the kicker is my kicker, and I'm taking Seattle's defense, I think, this week against Carolina. Um, But I could play Pacheco potentially. Waddle, if he's healthy, will play, I'm sure. I'll put him in. Uh, I really just hate my tight end spot right now in a super flex. Didn't, you know, Zachert's getting put on IR was tough for me. Um, You know, we are making it a keeper. You know, obviously Kelsey will get kept, so and possibly Mark Andrews in a super flex like this, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am win and I'm in, you know, basically. And then the other league, we do have that Dynasty League. Uh, I am 6-7, and seven, barely in the playoffs, because my point's 4, better than Carter's. So I'm in the 6th spot. I need to win, because this is the last week of the regular season in this one. Um, I'm surprised where I'm at, because I don't think my team's too good. Josh Allen, Nick Chubb, Jeff Wilson, Justin Jefferson, Garrett Wilson, Hunter Henry... Latavius Murray, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Dick of the kicker. Um, obviously, I will play P. Ryan if Joe Mixon's out. Uh, Montgomery's on a bye. Tight end, I'm just really just screwed at tight end. Honestly, it's another big weakness of my team, and I don't think there's just too many tight ends available. You know, Conklin could play Conklin. How do he do when he played Buffalo last time? won in the last three weeks, so the last four weeks he scored one three eight two I mean I think <laughs> I think Hunter Henry's a little better off than you know Hunter Henry the last four weeks he's gone nine three fifteen three yeah, I mean really all I'd ask for could Hunter Henry catch three balls for three yards or f- three balls for twenty five yards and a touchdown that would be great, and that's asking for a lot in my opinion um But, yeah, I got a win to get in, basically. Or a win and a Carter loss. If Carter loses, I would also be in because my points four are better. Uh, He takes on Fletcher this week. Um, So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Right now, though, let's see the league. So, standing-wise, I would have the number number two and number six overall pick in next year's draft. Obviously, how you draft in this one is you – Um, you draft the rookies you keep your team moving forward and you draft the rookies I made a trade I traded DJ Moore for me Cole Hardman the first round pick Tate's at 4-9 but I mean I'm not in really a great position either to be honest so we'll see what happens uh, if the playoffs start today which I wish they were starting this week to be honest I'm you know i at the sweat out a week Colby would have the one seed and a bye obviously my brother would win our division he would have a bye I would be playing Schmidt's team and then Fletcher would be playing McGinnis's team um but yeah, because we're my division in the playoffs right now are seven and six, seven and six, six and seven. Their division in the playoffs are ten and three, nine and four, eight and five. So, and then Carterson, if Carter wins and I lose this week, Carter would be in. They would get four teams in, and I would be out, um, which would be tough. But yeah, so podcast league two weeks left to go, one week left in the dynasty league. But yeah, those are the current standings there. Um. Hopefully, the Lakers can get it together. AD's not playing, so it seems like he might be, I don't know, if he picked up a knock. God, that would suck if he did. Um, But, yeah, we'll be back uh, Thursday with KB and the boys. Uh, Only two teams over five hundred. me and Colby. Um, A lot of teams hunting around it, though. A lot of teams hunting around it. But, yeah, we'll be back uh, Thursday with KB and the boys, episode number 13. Thanks, guys, for listening. Again, peace.